The moon. Beautiful. <laughs> Garfield. Even more beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bow, bow. O.D. <laughs> Jarbuckle. Bow, bow. <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> We're adults. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone! Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. We're gonna Superman that, Doug. And Jim. Sam, you just caused me to forget everything, encompassed by all much I fucking hate you. <laughs> Today, we cover episode 29, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 29, part one's title is Doug's Comic Collaboration. Another formative episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is the, what you... uh, it's the comic book. Well, one of the comic book episodes. <laughs> the one that is most about comic books and not just the idea of superheroes. Yeah, so this is this is another like mostly Quail Man episode. Uh, but it's not just Quail Man. It's about like also uh, features more... Skeeter and Doug having old piss contest. <laughs> right. And also, uh, we need to note, so normally uh the writer of all the Quail Man arcs so far has been that one guy who writes all the Quail Man <laughs> stories. This is a different guy. This is a different writer. And not coincidentally, it's the first one of these that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. There's it's some actual conflict here. Yeah. yeah. And it's another one that sort of has like contempt for Doug. Oh, massive. <laughs> right? This this seems to be like a season three theme, right? Like most episodes in season three are about this. They finally figured out they've gotten to grips with the character. They've realized he sucks and even the children should be starting to hate him by now. <laughs> right. Uh, well, so this episode begins uh, with a shot of the funny family house, uh, and the sun rises out from the horizon really fast up into the sky and then stops, right? Just so like, like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's what the sun does every morning at approximately 9.30 a.m., shortly before <laughs> I wake up. <laughs> I mean, time is like super weird in this episode, right? Like it, more so like in at least in the day at least. Like time is like totally like different from normalcy and they, like it's like speeds up and slows down constantly. Yeah. But that's just a standard issue like as an establishing shot of wow, the sun sure is a thing that exists. Every cartoon does this. I can't give them too much shit for it. Just, I mean, normally it's like rising slowly or something, and this it goes boom and then stops. I don't know. I thought it was weird, yeah. but I suppose it that we'll it, get to weird shit shortly, right? Uh, and then we see that Doug's mom and dad are sitting in the living room and they're watching the TV and they're watching the weatherman. Uh, he's like this goofy old guy. He's got like a you know a hat with a little lightning bolt through his head. He's got like a funny tie, uh, and he's making a bunch of jokes. And he's saying that it's gonna be sunny all day. Mr. Sunbeam will be smiling all day long. Sunaroonie, <laughs> sunerific, suntastic. <laughs> Did uh, either of you guys have like a wacky weatherman on your local news channel when you're no. growing up? No, but I know I, it's a thing. I, I know that, yeah, I know it's a thing. I don't know if it's a thing that survived to the 1990s. I, I don't think it did. might be another throwback. Yeah, I, I think it's like, it's one of those things where like sometimes you get on YouTube and you'll see in the recommendations, it's like, look at this funny thing that happened on the news. I mean, if it's not full of, hey, check out this video game clip, which most Ben of- Shapiro <laughs> clips. Oh, God. Local weatherman yeah. owned with facts and logic. Of course, of course. Did you? Uh, did you? Were you looking at Baldur's Gate three guys? Well, can I offer you some Ben Shapiro? 
God. I see you watch things that take a long time a lot. Were you interested in a three-hour rant of some guy talking into his cell phone from the his inside his car? Are you? Because I can give you that. I can. You probably are. Right? Why would I be interested in that when I'm doing that myself literally constantly? <laughs> of course, Join the of Patreon course. for me to stop getting those forced into your YouTube recommendations. <laughs> no. Yes, this is a hostage situation. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so the weatherman is also pointing out on the map. He's like showing, uh, you know, that it's going to be sunny in Bluffington. But here we can see uh, callbacks to like uh, different cities that exist in this universe. Like, uh, old hamsters on the map, liver cities on the map, chicken feed, the noodle river, house dressing, and peewee, they're all on the map, right? All like, their favorites. Yeah, Bumpo's not there, though. Yeah, Bumpo, Bumpo was erased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bumpo, Bumpo got obliterated after that joke, uh, happened. Because <laughs> there is, one of the towns on here is Kaput. <laughs> Ha! Probably Bumpo. Yeah, Bumpo was taken over in a hostile Rest takeover. Rest in peace, Bumpo. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bumpo. All those who dwelled there have been sent off to the exclusion zone. Yeah, they've all been sent down the Noodle River <laughs> into Beatley, which is another place. <laughs> God. <laughs> May the silt swallow them whole. Indeed, yeah, the Noodle River is clogged up with silt. God damn it. Silt and corpses. Yes. By the governor. Because remember, the governor was what actually... The governor clogged. has, in fact, clogged the Noodle River, and Wingo is engaging in a cover-up. Yes. Hey, weird, our textbooks don't mention kaput at all. Moving on. <laughs> oh, Genocide jokes, folks. You love to hear them. <laughs> oh boy well my doug's mom does because she's laughing at the weatherman she's like ha 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 it's very funny ah, the joke is that it will be sunny <laughs> that's literally what the joke is uh but then immediately storm clouds come in they just like zoom in and it starts raining like crazy uh and doug and skeeter come in the door drenched uh, they've been playing baseball since uh, the dawn. <laughs> uh, well, the Doug is just, and then Doug is, they're sitting in Doug's room, and Doug's like, man, I can't believe the TV would say it would be sunny all day. Man, that wacky weatherman sure is a pain. <sighs> they're not into the fact that the weatherman doesn't know what he's talking about. They think he's, like, hostile. Uh, so they decide... That rather than reading a bunch of their same old comic books, hey, we should make our own comic. A thing oh that God. Doug has never done. <laughs> Loser shit. No, it's cool. Play some Come video on. games. They tried you know, that. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, guys, if you're going to do this, you could, of course, just play pretend with one another. Like, I don't know, grade schoolers would. No, they make. I made a comic book when I was a kid. Come on, like everybody makes comic books. I made a. I made a comic book. My character was named Mister Mister. Fucking <laughs> 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 no one responds. God damn you! Talk to me, guys. Give me some feedback. <laughs> I. I just want to let that one hang in the air first. Yeah, no. there's not much I can add to that. I just want you to sit alone with the knowledge of what you did. It was good. I had fun people in my class liked it, just like in Mist in this timeline. Yes. Yes. Good. Elementary school, you gotta be creative. You gotta learn yes, about that's stuff. That's why you can vent the cool name for your beam that's going to destroy the world. God. <laughs> Incidentally, Skeeter is the only one who does this right, and I will uh, go on at great length about this once we get to it properly. Are you just sitting there revving your sidebar engine? You're like, I don't, I don't have time to talk about anything until this. Oh, uh, well, yes, but that's also literally always the case, including oh when I'm not God. doing the podcast. <laughs> right, of course. You know, practice in front of the mirror. <laughs> I see you, Jim. Yes, I know. Uh, that's what the cameras are for. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so uh, they decide to make their own comic book. Uh, they're like, but who's gonna be the bad guy? We need someone heinously evil, completely untrustworthy. Aha! High above 
Bluffington in the cockpit of the hideous Blimp of Doom. The failed comedian and arch-villain Wacky Weatherman plots to turn the weather into a cruel comedy routine. Calling a weatherman a failed comedian in 93 is very funny because, like, that's that's a job that a lot of people that try to be a comic, like, go into is, like, you know, like, local broadcasting. But... In, like, 1980s, as long as you had, like, a passing interest in cocaine, you could get a job as a stand-up. Yep. <laughs> a passing interest in cocaine? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> They're, 80s comics are awful, and there was, like, a big comedy boom in the 80s. Oh! Yes. <laughs> exactly. And not like Sam Kennison just screaming into the microphone. <laughs> Robin Williams' early stuff, when he is out of his goddamned mind is kind of into like some of it is actually funny because Robin Williams was amazing and the fact that he could not have told you what his name was under the influence there is still quite impressive but yeah an awful lot of the 80s stand-up boom was down to oh no if you could get the guy who ran insert such and such club a new hookup for coke oh no he'd give you (laughs) front billing for a week sure but I mean, nowadays it's kind of screwed up because like the weather, weather people on the TV, like, sure, I mean, they're probably more so talking heads than like the actual meteorologists behind them. But like, I mean, they still got to know what they're fucking talking about. I mean, right? it's the same thing on all local news networks at this point is the question is, have you at any point pissed off the one guy who owns like literally every local news network in the country? Sinclair Broadcasting. <laughs> they uh like... There was a fun uh, piece, I want to say, one, two years back, where uh, the Mr. Sinclair himself sent out a memo on uh, what to say about uh, why Donald Trump is good, actually, and literally every Sinclair network had to broadcast it verbatim. Yeah, that was a fucked up compilation to watch. <laughs> yep. <sighs> <sighs> well, the Wacky Weatherman is a reference to two comic characters. The first is the weather wizard, who is a Flash villain. The second is, I guess, the Joker, because they had to shoehorn uh, him being a failed comedian in, so the end part would work. Other right. than that, like it doesn't. Him having a comedian background has almost nothing to do with anything. I mean, it has to do. All, I think all it has to do with is that uh, Ma, Doug's mom laughed at the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> But Doug's dad did not. That means he was a failure. <laughs> if Doug's dad laughed, then he wouldn't be. <laughs> oh. I don't know, because, yeah, he wasn't, like, because he was, like, funny, at least for, like, boomer logic, right? It's like, look at that guy. He's saying, I think, he, what did he say? He said it's going to be sunny, sunny, sunaroony, suntastic. That's, That's not even a joke by boomer standards. That's just a guy <laughs> being silly in the hopes that you'll give him a pity laugh. That's a verbal tick. That's like the literal verbatim boomer funny, isn't it? No, even they understood what a joke was once. Yeah, but, now yeah, they don't because yeah. their brains are gelatin, but... Oh. oh, well, in this case, the uh, the wacky weatherman is a failed comedian. He flies in the blimp of doom. Uh, it shows. Why? Uh, shut up. We have to do a gag involving a blimp at the end of the episode. Of course. Uh, well, it shows that he is uh, he's flying around and he says, boy, it's it's not that funny to say that it's going to be sunny out. Why don't we make it be 150 degrees and also six feet of snow? It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Uh-huh. Good job, Jenkins. It's, it's a good joke. Uh-huh. It's very. It's because they're two different things. It's a juxtaposition <laughs> uh-huh. of two unrelated events. Yeah. That's good. I found humor. Well, that's why he's a failed comedian, because that wasn't very funny. (laughs) There's something really sad here, and it does tie into one of the great uh, problems with just doing meta stuff in art in general. There's a saying that only a very good actor is any good at playing a very bad actor. Because if you're just a mediocre person trying to sound shitty, it comes off weird and fake. And so when you're somebody who isn't funny, trying to write somebody 
who isn't funny, <laughs> accidentally write better jokes than what you personally consider humor. Huh. Interesting. Or it just comes off as you're not sure if that's a joke or not. Yeah. The, um, the wacky weather wizard in this, I put it to you, is funnier than literally any other character in Doug. As yeah. we will see when we get to his later jokes. This yeah. first one, you know, the opening joke bombed, but that's why you got follow-ups. Of course. Well, so then Doug and Skeeter, they argue. They're like, well, only one person can stop this mad meteorologist. And they argue whether it's Quailman or Skeeter's new creation, the Silver Skeeter. We're just going to leave the Skeet jokes on the table. <laughs> they do it for Good. us at one point. Yeah, yes, they do. Much. Uh, Silver well, Skeet. So, Sam, who's this a reference to? It's the Silver Server. Oh! <laughs> the Silver Server Thanks. was a stupid idea. Sam, could you give us more? <laughs> yes. uh, so, they do, they are accurate in this, in that Silver Scooter has, like, basically every power imaginable, which is also the Silver Surfer's MO. If you go to his Wikipedia page, he can, like, he, has, he obviously can fly on, on the surfboard, and he's super strong and vulnerable, but he can, like, cast spells and be a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he can what, do all sorts of just bullshit. Like, what kind of spells does it say? <laughs> it doesn't say. He can go yeah, into the astral, and, uh, he yeah, he's basically the most OP hero that anyone's ever made, I think so. Damn. There's others who have... That aren't just, like, straight up a god. I wish you put that uh, as a caveat. Sure. Like, the part of the deal with the Silver Surfer is, like, he's supposed to be the emissary of a fundamental principle, like, some eldritch principle beyond human comprehension. And so, as part of that, he has access to stupidly high power shit. Like, uh, did you see uh, the Into the Spider-Verse movie? No, I keep yes. meaning to watch it. I keep forgetting. It's to, pretty uh, good. But uh, yeah, one of the big things they do in that that's a uh, call out to the comic book history is that you can tell that the big machine that is the root of the whole problem is getting into the realest serious shit because it starts generating black dots with white outlines around them, which was the Universal Marvel comic shorthand. What was the guy's name? Uh, was that Kurt, Jack, Jack Kirby? Kirby? Superman. Yeah, Jack Kirby was like that. That was his little artistic shorthand for power beyond human comprehension is being thrown around right now, and the Silver Surfer snaps his fingers and a couple of those fly off. Well, you might be asking, why was there a surfing superhero? And the answer was, it was the 1960s. It was a very different time, and people were much easier to entertain back then. And it was sick. <laughs> I mean, Silver Scooter, what I, I only noticed it on this watch through the episode, but he rides a, a skateboard with wheels on it, but it can fly. <laughs> and, it, and it produces smoke out the back. It has, like, a <laughs> rocket engine. So he constantly has, like, billowing, uh, like, black smoke that comes out the back. The Silver Skeeter is powered by uh, diesel engines. Somebody on the writing staff must have been like a Silver Surfer uh, fan because uh, like this is a world's finest type thing where Superman teams up with Batman. That's like the core of the story. But yeah. they do, instead of having Super Skeeter, they have the Silver Skeeter. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they were like, man, Super Skeeter is too stupid. It would look just <laughs> like Quail Man. <laughs> Yeah, they were just like, that's too obvious. Everyone will know it's you, Skeeter. Right. It must no, be I, uh, silver. I did <laughs> remark on an earlier episode that Quail Man is basically all the worst parts of Superman and Batman rolled into one. Well, Silver Skeeter is an actual superhero that has actual yeah. powers and would be like an inter could make interesting stories for like children to read. Yeah. Unlike yeah. Quail Man, who's wants to go to the library. <laughs> yeah. So oh, God. that's the fact that that's an actual spoiler is so fucking depressing. Skeeter's yeah. right. This entire, <laughs> this entire episode, Skeeter's yes. absolutely 1,000% right. This entire episode, Skeeter There's is correct. There's actually an argument to be made there, but Skeeter absolutely comes out the stronger in it. I'm not going to uh -huh. go there. So let's, let's get into this as we go. Uh, so we've... 
Uh, we cut basically showing that Doug and Skeeter are arguing. They're just like, oh, no, it's got to be Quail Man. No, it's got to be Silver Skeeter. Doug is just like, he's like, I wanted to do a comic book about my favorite superhero, Quail Man. But Skeeter had his own idea for a superhero. How narcissistic. <laughs> yes, uh, I know. <laughs> like, holy shit, I wanted to make a comic about my favorite hero, me. <laughs> but Skeeter had his own ideas. Skeeter uh, had his own ideas. We should have one about a superhero who has any powers at all. Yeah. Well, what's also funny is that Quail Man does have powers. He does. But, yes, but, but in he this episode, he doesn't, which is really... He flies. Weird. He flies. You'd think your ability to destroy technology at a whim would be potentially useful, <laughs> yeah. Quail Man. You'd think. Well, so they're brainstorming together, uh, and it shows Skeeter is just, like, drawing stuff and then crumpling it up and throwing it into the garbage immediately. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, didn't draw the dick big enough. Yeah. Needs more veins. That's, that's all he's doing. He's like, he's not contributing. He's not really contributing. He's like drawing a thing and then throwing it away. Uh, and then he draws, before they decide that they're going to team up, he draws a panel that says Quail Man and Silver Skeeter. And then they're like, hey, wait, what if we have them both be in there after they've already drawn this panel? They decide to do a comic together, and they're just like, what if we both worked on it? But that's wow. the thing. They're not. They don't determine that until after uh -huh, they've already yeah, written yeah. it, and then they come up with the idea after. We already did this. Maybe we should do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ultra buddies, they this say. This is like that time the first three episodes of this podcast just showed up in all of our inboxes at once. <laughs> of course. Oh... <laughs> uh. Well, then they get into the argument that we've been talking about. We've been talking about how Silver Skeeter basically has every power imaginable. Because uh, he's, he's the straight-up Silver Surfer, like we've been talking yeah. about. Uh, and Doug says that's boring, because he's overpowered. Which, actually, there's some value to that. Because there is a real problem that comic books, and honestly, superhero movies at this point, have. Where... If you have a character who's too powerful, the story kind of has a hard time coming up with any tension at all. Like, the yeah. my text for this one is like the first Avengers movie. Once the Hulk is established to be a good guy now, there is nobody at any, no, at no point do any of our heroes get threatened. Like, there is just a question of let's watch everything get blown up and cackle. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to tell that story. You can do it, but it's... You want to have yeah. some source attention, and if the Silver Skeeter can just snap his fingers and say the problem is solved, well, why am I reading yeah. this fucking story? Then you just make a villain that can, like, stand up to the Silver Skeeter. But that's they it. started I, off the idea of the wacky it's weatherman. It's gotta be a fucking weatherman that's a comedian, <laughs> too. Does open mics. The, yeah, the the villain for Silver Skeeter should be like someone with emotional intelligence. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Skeeter. We gotta have a real serious conversation. He's like, no, blah 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 blah, just like blows up everything. <laughs> but no, it's a weatherman. <laughs> well, the ultimate villain for Silver Skeeter and Quail Man both. It's a girl who isn't innately trying to get them to go away. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, I was just thinking, wait, wait, wait. So Silver Skeeter, his surfboard in this uh, produces smoke. Like he like is an active pollutant. So maybe he's like destroying the environment. So the weatherman is his nemesis. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> so, that's shown, the right? Helium like is, a clean, is a clean mode of transportation. He can't. Right. <laughs> maybe Silver Skeeter is like trying to make it's a Captain Planet warning. villain. Yeah, he's a Captain Planet He's greedy. <laughs> What's his name? Like, oh, they're, they've got fucking awesome names. And Captain Duke Planet. Nukem is one Duke of them. Duke Nukem, yeah. Yes. And like old Piggly Greedly or something. <laughs> All I remember is the one where Captain Planet encounters Hitler and is just like, oh man, sure is a shame I can't punch this guy. <laughs> oh my god. Was it because he wasn't polluting enough? <laughs> uh, I believe the explicit line was, 
The hate coming off that guy is as strong as any pollutant, so I can't hit him. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. Just saying, Captain Planet, if you could work oh. up the ability just once, there's a couple of people who'd maybe appreciate it. Just oh saying. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn, Planeteers. We're the Planeteers. We saved Hitler's life. Sorry about that. <laughs> Oh my god. For the okay. planeteers, you can be one too. Killing Hitler is the thing to do. <laughs> Heart! <laughs> oh. Well, so they're talking about how they're like, all right, well, hey, what if we did the comic together? Uh, and so they start drawing the comic at the same time on the same page. No coordination. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, it would be impossible. Uh, well, we begin our story where Quailman and the Silver Skeeter have flown to Earth to have a friendly game of pitch and hit. (laughs) That's what it's called now. It's not baseball. Baseball is Not beatball. It's not not beatball. It's not pitch and hit. Beatball is forbidden. Balls are for yes. yes. I think do you think that the original line was baseball and then some of the writing staff was like, nah, that's bullshit. You can't play baseball with two players. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> this is the one accurate. thing they get like uh specific on. They're just like, No, no, it can't be baseball. <laughs> it's not baseball. They like they had like a three hour meeting one day where they're just like, We can't call this baseball. <laughs> The great schism. The the conflict of this episode was represented in the writer's room when they were discussing whether it could be oh, baseball yeah. or not. That is my <laughs> single favorite part about this episode because we're about to get there. This is completely a writer's room conflict being turned yeah. into, well, we got nothing else to make an episode about. Let's make it about that. Yeah. This is a Batman versus Superman argument made into a cartoon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it begins with pitch and hit. Where uh, it starts to snow, and Quailman is like, hey, it's snowing. And Silver Skeeter is like, nah, you're just trying to get out of playing because I'm winning and you suck. Uh, and they start to talk about, they're like, well, how would they stop it? Well, Quailman would work out some clever scheme to exploit Wacky Weatherman's psychological weakness. I'll own him by his own logic, and that'll solve the problem. I mean, at the at the end of the episode, we're supposed to see that that both heroes have value, but in the end of the episode, they go with the Quail Man plan. Yeah, yeah. Silver Skeeter doesn't do shit the entire episode. He only makes things worse, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and the only reason he makes it worse is because Doug is actually is like, well, actually, Skeeter. Yeah, because yeah. he he's, he just yeah he super well actually is the entire time because there's this entire fucking mess of Jim Jenkins ideology where to change is to die and the idea of a superhero taking action to solve a bad thing happening no don't do yeah. that don't change <laughs> the precious status quo from which I derive all of my comfort that would be wrong. Yeah, Wacky Weatherman might be attempting to kill literally all of us, but we have to debate him with logic and reason instead of punching Hitler. We have to meet him in the middle. <laughs> Maybe you can only destroy the poor part of town. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, it's 1993. This is official government policy now. Great. Uh, well, yeah. So Silver Skeeter is like, hey. Nah, we shouldn't just, like, research stuff. We should just do something. Silver Skeeter would just blow away all the snow with his metallic lungs. Yeah, that would. let's do something that would be good to read on a comic book. Right? Let's, admit, let's see something, be, a power Action, being used to... power. Yeah. Yeah. A super villain has caused a problem. It's okay, though, because a superhero has a power they can use to try to solve this. Right. Fuck you. And while they're saying this, like, so this goes back into, like, Doug's room while they're having this conversation. Uh, There's papers everywhere. Like, all over the floor, there's, like, three-foot-tall stacks. And Porkchop is doing all the work. So, like, Porkchop is, like, writing all of this down while they're arguing about what would actually happen. Porkchop is probably drawing the entire comic for them, right? While they're Mm -hmm. arguing about what would go on. 
and he and he shakes his head. He like also disapproves of Skeeter's ideas. So that kind of explains why only Doug's ideas get into this, is because poor Chop is the one who's doing all the work. Yeah, it's my dog, Skeeter. <laughs> you can't tell my dog what to draw. Yeah. I'm the person who hired the writers, people in the writers' room. What I, Jim Jenkins, say is what's going to fucking happen. Yeah, Jim Jenkins says my dog is drawing this. <laughs> Uh, well, so Doug is like, nah, that's boring. Why would that ever work? Actually, Silver Skeeter blowing with his lungs probably makes it worse. He probably makes a hurricane that blows everything away. It's no, no, man. The the blow, if he's blowing just once, that's it. It's done. (laughs) It's not continuous. This is an interesting moment because this is the first time... Doug has ever understood the idea of consequences. Yeah, because it applies to somebody else. Doug's actions can't have unintended hostile consequences. But if anybody else upsets the delicate equilibrium of insert your favorite metaphor here, that will lead directly to destruction. We must preserve the order as it is forever wow that's a good point and huh so yeah he's like because he's he's like thinking about like certainly not logical but like possible things that would happen as the result of like instant action right well actually he's well yeah so he says that there's going to be a hurricane uh oh and in this we see like a bunch of stuff blowing away we see the sign for bluffington and the population is now twenty thousand and nine. So, Hmm. eight people have moved in since Doug moved in. Eight new characters. Possibly more than that if Skunky Beaumont has finally moved out. We haven't had him referenced in season one. One of them is uh, is the teacher that Doug has a crush on in the later episode. Right. (laughs) Oh, that episode's going to be a fun one, dear viewers. One of them might be Professor Oogie, but he probably moved in and out a bunch of times. He moves in and out of reality. Yeah, he he takes up uh, the population of eight people. (laughs) They have to count. The Silver Speeder is the herald of Oogie, devourer of worlds. The Oogie Collective. Uh, you know, maybe the Oogieverse is like the the world, the, the universe that's going to like destroy our own or at least Doug's own. And so Silver Skeeter is like the herald of that, right? Maybe he's he's maybe Oogie is the like the guy who I forget the name that you, that you said for Galactus. Galactus yeah, uh, Oogie is Galactus and Silver Skeeter is his herald. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know anything about Galactus, don't worry about it. It's one of the stories that Marvel tried to sell off first, and nobody could make a decent movie about it. Right. Didn't they make him, like, a swarm of bugs because they couldn't afford to animate, like, a big man? In fairness, the original design for Galactus was just a gigantic purple man with a stupid hat. That's who is awesome. Going, who is going to eat the planet. Give me that. Mr. Dink. Wait, it's Mr. Dink. Holy shit. <laughs> that kicks so much <laughs> ass. And we see shortly that Dink is one of the few people who's not affected by Silver Skeeter's mayhem. Dink is an unspeakable yes. eldritch tyrant. He is a principle of destruction. When all, when he consumes the earth, his last comment will be that it was, in fact, not as expensive as he thought it would be. Oh, shit. <laughs> Of course, Tippy blows this theory out of the water, but uh, she doesn't show up in this episode, so I guess she just doesn't exist in this canon. Yes, yes. Uh, well, so anyway, so the Silver Skier is, he's, he's making this big hurricane, I guess, uh, and the weatherman is even, so Wacky Weatherman is like, <laughs> A horrendous hurricane on a beautiful sunny day! I love it! Wish I'd thought of that one. Silver Skeeter's worse than I am! He's crazy! <laughs> It's just like Doug shitting over his friend's ideas. Yes! He's, forget- yep. he's forgetting to guess and here. <laughs> Completely! You're going he's to shit like- on your friend's ideas. It should at least be funny to the audience, goddammit, Doug. <laughs> yeah, he's just writing, like, Skeeter is, like, drawing a bunch of scenes. He's like, man, this would be cool. And then Doug's scenes are, fuck you, that sucks. Your character's bad. Right? You're more evil than the bad guy that works yes! right. 
That's literally what he's writing. Oh, well, Silver Skeeter then says, oh, but Silver Skeeter can turn into a giant windscreen. Uh, And then Doug is like, well, no, actually, (laughs) you're made of metal and that would make the sun fry everybody. (laughs) It's not actually made of metal, Doug. It's like, it's pretend, man. Yeah. But he says, well, he does say he's made of liquid titanium. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not really liquid titanium because, you know, that's uh, extremely hot and you're not able to make a man out of it. So it's pretend. Yeah. But it, maybe he'd still be reflective. But then anytime Silver Skeeter would be flying around, he'd be blinding everybody yeah. around him anyway. Yeah, hmm. I think he would be able to adjust his sheen as one of his powers. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> True. Well, in this, he's not even, like, blocking out the sun. He's, like, taking up the space of, like, one street. Like, he's, like, putting his body in front of one street. And when he does this, the hurricane's already been cleared up. Like, the hurricane's cleared up before he, like... Yeah, because he did one breath. He didn't, like... He didn't create a continuous, like, series of winds. Exactly. But we see that everybody's getting blinded. Patty and Chalky are getting blinded. And so is the mayor. Uh, but Dink is loving it. He's like lounging in the sun. And he asks Tippy to baste his back. Come on, Tippy. So, I think in this, Tippy, like, uh, Mr. Drip Dink me is... in my own juices, Tippy. <laughs> <laughs> I think in this, Dink is like the, like we're saying, like the, the, the guy who Silver Skeeter is working for, right? Because yes. he's not affected by his powers. As he is <gasps> destroying the rest of the world, the Dinktus, I have no better name for him. The <laughs> Dinktus revels in the power being displayed. Dinkside! 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 Oh Dinkside is! <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, because Dinkside is even like reflecting the sun into himself, right? Yeah, he is bathing in the mass destruction caused by his follower, reveling in it. Bathe me in the blood of Quail Man, Tippy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be pasted. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, uh. <laughs> So Doug is just like, this sucks. Silver Skeeter's too powerful. Uh, I've run out of ideas for why what he's doing wouldn't work. Right. Uh, And, well, then Skeeter is just like, well, he probably shouldn't have any powers, just like Quail Man. Who, let me remind you, does have powers. (laughs) Sort of, sometimes. He can fly, and he's got a weird, like... uh, stare that makes people uncomfortable right the the rules for like silver age or adam west era batman where you know a good batman pardon me uh the where he has exactly the powers the plot requires him to have at the right time except for the right plot is of course uh like he has the appropriate gadget whether it be bat shark repellent or bat weather control device. Right. Well, in this case, uh, the only power that he allegedly has is the power of intelligence. And Doug says... I'll tell you what Quail Man would do. What we need here isn't a bunch of show-offy superpowers. It's intelligence and planning. And that means there's only one place to go. The public library. Boo! <laughs> Boring! <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even go to it. Like, Quailman has a lab, right? Like, Quailman has a research facility. Why, yeah, why wouldn't he go to, like, the Quail computer or something like yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, even the... when, I mean, all the, in a Batman comic, all the research is done off panel. Like, the only part <laughs> that they put on the panel is where they get to the point. So you're not you're telling me that in Batman he never goes to the public library? No. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> He's got a computer in his house. <laughs> he uses it to watch pornography. But doesn't he need to check out a choose your own adventure book sometimes? <laughs> yeah, he gets that for Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We've all been there, folks. <laughs> he needs to read some goosebumps. My ward. <laughs> it's still a sad story. Like, you ever hear the story of the uh, guy who played Robin on uh, the original Batman TV show? There's probably a lot. Like, the quick and easy one is that, like, he did all of the, like, wacky, dumb comedy shit. And because everybody recognized him and he was typecast as Robin and the show was over, he couldn't get any other work as an actor. And yeah. so he was stuck doing gay porn because that was the only thing that would have him. Uh, oh, wow. Another another anecdote that I really love, apparently, like, Adam West and the, whoever played the Riddler in uh, the Adam West Batman, they, like, accidentally, they, were, they got invited to a party and they didn't know it was an orgy. Um, and then while the orgy was going on, they started doing the Batman voices to each other, and they got kicked out of the orgy. <laughs> How would they, why would they get him kicked out? That's awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My word, they, Riddler, it were, appears that woman is. Exactly. <laughs> that's what they were doing. Were they talking to each other? Yes, while was to each other. I hope that's, so. That's awesome. <laughs> Were they like trying to catch each other? Were they like, you'll never get away with this, Riddler? <laughs> I don't need this, Batman. Are you horny right now? <laughs> they were just like, they were just like, Batman, if you wish to find your partner in this orgy, you must solve this crossword puzzle. <laughs> Holy condoms, Batman. <laughs> Batman, I've made this tower of condoms entirely out of Jenga pieces. If you wish to get the one that you require, you must make the tower not collapse. To stop the bomb, you have to swallow up this entire dildo with your ass. <laughs> you play a dangerous game here, Riddler, but I'm game. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Alfred, I need help. <laughs> he start, starts calling his friends and it's just like it's just like he calls up everybody on the cast. <laughs> the guy who like, plays the penguin is there and just saying, guys, stop being weird about this. He's just like, meh, see meh. He's like, nice. <laughs> nice dick. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice balls, Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, why would anyone kick him out for that? That's sick. They were uh, interrupting the mood. <laughs> that makes the mood so much better. <laughs> That's so funny. I wish. Oh my god. Gentle viewer, if you'd like to imagine what having sex with any of the three of us is like, you've just had it demonstrated pretty conclusively. <laughs> Man, nice balls, Jim. <laughs> My God, the mystery is deeper than we thought. I just, I, I drop my pants... And uh, I'm just like, look, normally this is bigger, but the Joker stole my cock. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh at Sam's boner, will you? Yes. Exactly. That, re that Joker joke makes so much more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wait, did they, did they should have like called up their other friends? Yeah, they should have gotten the whole cast in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that would have been so funny. <laughs> oh, man, well. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Man, they, I wonder if those people who kicked him out felt bad about it later. Or if they were just like, yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I hope everybody left with them. I hope everybody left with them. Like all the other people. <laughs> just somebody just puts on their me. hat and says, good day, fellow perverts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's all go back to the Batcave. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Where were we? So Doug was at the public library having an orgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he actually is. So he's reading some books. That uh, he actually is has me briefly terrified. I watched the wrong episode, Mike. Hang on. So he's reading three books. He's reading a book. One book says Hot Air. One book says Chad's. And one book, it looks like it says Big Boobs. <laughs> what is, like the one that he's actually <laughs> reading. Doug's reading a porno. Yeah, it's the only good <laughs> book worth checking out of the library. He's reading that book. He's reading it backwards like he always does. But Doug says, he, he reads and he says, ah, the difference between hurricanes and typhoons is while hurricanes spin clockwise and then stops. 
Uh, Incidentally, this is completely incorrect. Well, yeah, it's that both the hurricanes and typhoons, they spin the same direction depending on which hemisphere you're in, right? Like they're they're called hurricanes on uh, like the eastern side of the planet and the uh, typhoon. Basically, they're called hurricanes if they're in the Atlantic and they're called typhoons if they're in the Pacific, usually. Well, since they can't, since he can't read, maybe he's just saying facts that he thinks are true about the weather. Please don't dox is. me, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there are some other differences between hurricanes and typhoons, uh, but they they specifically. Um, I think the reason why they cut that off, why they were like, well, hurricanes spin clockwise, then they just cut the line because they were like, in the editing, maybe later, they were like, oh, shit, wait, we were actually wrong. <laughs> There's, there you go, the same direction. Well, I mean, the implication there is that editing was done, which I'm not quite Good sure. Point. Yeah. Good point. Excellent point. Um, well, Skeeter gets pissed that they're not beating same. anybody up. Same, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. Why do we have pages plan. in the comic book dedicated to this? This is one page tops. Yeah, why wouldn't you go to yeah. this fucking secret lair? At least, like, that's a change of scenery instead of the public fucking library. <laughs> Remember you have a quail lair with a quail lab and presumably a quail yes. library? In the thicket of solitude. Yes, we've seen this before. But it, that was written by a different writer. That was written by the guy who writes all the awesome arcs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is written by a different guy. Um... But, so, they're just like, so the weatherman drives by in his blimp, um, and he says that there's going to be a killer earthquake at 4 p.m. at the ice cream factory. Not weather. Nope. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Just a thing that happens. Uh, And so Skeeter is like, we gotta go fight him. And Doug says that they don't even have a plan of attack. Knocks a blimp out of the sky. Yeah, oh, huh. I wonder what would happen if they did that, which they hmm. do later. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But uh, they get into this, like, back and forth, like... Silver Skeeter's a big loser. He's just like all those other muscle-brained superheroes. Quail Man is a snooze job. He's not even a superhero. This is the point that I must grudgingly give the position Doug is advocating some credit. Because, let's be real here... We've all seen the same superhero movie about uh, eight dozen times over the last five, six years. Mm -hmm. And there does come a point where, ah, what is your superpower? I punch harder. Cool. It's sick, though. (laughs) There's only so many ways you can do the uh, I punched harder this time as a plot beat. Which is why you have to actually start like giving the superheroes some kind of character work. Because once you've established that I punch good is the alpha and omega of your character, you run out of ideas really fucking fast. But the counterpoint to that is that if you do that badly, as the, okay, so here's a superhero whose power is that he's world's greatest detective, yada, yada, yada. At the public library. At the pub, yeah. (laughs) There's a nugget of a decent idea buried in Quail Man, and Jim Jenkins has no idea how to get there. All you have to do is, like, where, okay, Superman's too powerful. Then don't, then have him not punch something. Have him, like, do anything else other than fighting. Like, there's a, there's a really good Superman comic in the Hitman book, of all things, where uh, <laughs> Superman, like, goes to save some people from a space shuttle, and he misses one of them. And it's about him dealing with, like, how he has power and he can't save everybody. Yeah. It's about, it's about like, backstory and, like, the emotions of the people that he deals with as opposed to, uh, like... His punchables. And right? these also, these are like 11 year olds. It, punch harder is good enough for them. Absolutely. <laughs> You're 11 <laughs> years old. This is exactly Two the comics age. were yes. created for. Yes. Yeah. This is the point where you can just say, all right, as long as the art is slightly different on the punch, who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, so they're having this argument uh, about, you know, who's right. And then we flash into the next day at school. 
uh, <laughs> where there is an amazing scene. Oh, this scene is so good. Of Skeeter, both Doug and Skeeter are like anger drawing at their desks, and Skeeter is like muttering in a really like kind of terrifying tone of voice with a terrifying grimace. He's going, "Don't shoot him. Thinks he's so cool. Doug's a clown." <laughs> Hurtful of him to bring up Uncle Happy like that. Yeah, he's drawing Doug sort of in a clown suit. Uh, it's awesome, though. It's the best frame. He's also suits. labeled Doug as a clown. Yes. And when, he, when he's right, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. All, just the entire thing is just a label over him that says Doug is a clown. Which is, I mean, that's like the thesis of this podcast, right? <laughs> yep. Yes. Also, I find it interesting that uh, while Skeeter is just this hunched, furious, this completely out of character and kind of disturbing, Doug hunched over and being furious at somebody else is completely normal. No part of this is in any way weird. Yeah, he sounds just like he normally does, and he's doing things he normally does, which is anger drawing someone in a bad situation and, like, talking shit on him, which is why he always does it. Ugh. So the only thing, like, so it's more off-putting that Skeeter is mad. And honestly, it's probably more indicative that, like, something has gone, like, wrong to upset him this much, you know? I mean, this is the first time we've ever seen Skeeter, like, have an emotion, right? Yeah, other than just like, hey, this shit's awesome. Hi, Doug. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the width of his emotion before this. Hey, Doug, how's he going? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I came over. Where'd you go? (laughs) Hey, where's my brother? Take care of my brother. (laughs) Well, so, okay. I think this, when Skeeter is getting angry here, I think this is prepping the transition to him turning into Roger. Because he does. Shortly after this, he does. So... Patty comes over and she's like, Doug, are you and Skeeter having a fight? Skeeter? Skeeter who? Doug! Well, we were drawing this comic book together and Skeeter kept having these dumb ideas. (laughs) Unlike your brilliant ones, Doug. Yeah, he's just like talking shit immediately. Uh, Unlike my superhero who wears a belt on his head. And looks like me. (laughs) Uh, and then Patty stops listening immediately after she hears the word comic, because you can see her face change right after the word comic. She's grinning like crazy, and then grabs the comic from Doug and goes, oh, wow, a comic, let me see. (laughs) Uh... And Doug chases after her and tells her that the comic is bad. I would be so embarrassed if I wrote a comic book about myself and then someone read it. Uh huh. <laughs> like even at that age, that would be mortifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look how cool, look how smart I am. I am. Yeah. Like these muscle brain jocks that take all the girls from me. <laughs> well, that's what he starts to yeah. say. Until the very next scene where it transitions into Doug narrating the comic to the entire class. This is a very, like, everyone stood up in the theater and clapped for my jokes type of thing. Like, yeah, uh, that's exactly. Oh, hey, the weird exactly. kid in the back of the class did a comic book. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so Doug, and Doug is narrating the entire class, and he says specifically, he says... So this is the best part. Quail Man heads for the public library. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this part happens. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically, everyone in the audience, you can hear them going gasping, and you can hear someone go, wow, the library? (laughs) 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 I just thought of something. Uh the the virgin quail man versus the chat silver skeeter. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. Oh man, cuz like you could see both of those characters fit into that like archetype too, oh, the yeah. art. Like you oh, know how the, yeah. the 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 chat has like the um the mohawk, that's like the silver skeeter hat. The helmet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Doug in the library he was reading the book about chads. <laughs> that was one of the books he was how reading. How do I be a chad? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, so <laughs> as everybody is impressed that Quail Man went to the library, 
<laughs> it's the best part. Uh, Roger comes over to Doug and he says, "Hey, Quailman doesn't even have any powers. He is just, and he just yes, has he a belt on his head. He has powers. He has powers. But I can't stress this enough. He has powers. <laughs> he has powers." But this is also something that Skeeter had said earlier, like in the previous scene, Skeeter had both said, hey, why doesn't I just make Silver Skeeter with no powers just like Quail Man? And also Silver Skeeter had called out the belt on his head in the library. Yes. So this is exactly the same insult that Skeeter had gave. So this is like more evidence to our theory that they're the same. That Roger and Skeeter are the same, right? Yes. Gotta be. But then Skeeter comes to... Doug's defense somehow. Roger is correct though. Oh, completely. Yeah. It is. It is very, very at best narcissistic to make a superhero that looks and acts like you. At worst, it's it's. Man, could you imagine making a TV show entirely about somebody who looks and acts like you and how he's basically always right? <laughs> And also within that TV show had a character based on themselves. <laughs> Two layers of extraction. <laughs> That's awesome. Look, at least more, at, no po- at least at no point does Quail Man encounter somebody named, oh, I don't know, Peggy Ranch Dressing, and she <laughs> ma- tells him, oh, no, you're perfect forever, and I love you. Oh, wow, you made a comic? I bet it's good. <laughs> It's time to read it to the class. This is definitely happening. They will wow, and they will say, "Wow, that's great!" When they hear about the part where you go to the fucking library. <laughs> Do you also notice in this episode that like they did so many like spinning scenes where the, the like instead of like a star wipe or whatever, they would just spin the uh, the screen to transition. I didn't notice it that. It pissed me off. They did it like six times. Huh. Is that like a reference to how they would do that in like the Adam West Batman thing? I have no or is idea. that probably not smart enough to make that reference? <laughs> I think it's just to annoy me. <laughs> you specifically? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We put that part in. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, we were like, Sam, under the condition that you get to write a, a superhero episode about how uh, like commentary on heroes themselves, we got to put in this shit to annoy you. <laughs> that happens. Sounds weird. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, Skeeter comes to Doug's defense and says that Qu- at least Quailman is smart. And Doug says that Silver Skeeter. He he starts. Doug starts complimenting himself. He's like, "Yeah, Quailman's smart, and Silver Skeeter is like a normal hero." Uh, it's <laughs> just a run of the mill <laughs> sh- shitty superhero. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. That's so then, mean. Like. Roger starts dunking on Silver Skeeter because, again, it's very embarrassing to make a hero that looks and acts like a superpower version of you. And then Doug doesn't go to Silver Skeeter's defense. He just, like, does a lukewarm dunk on Roger. Yes, exactly. He doesn't come to his defense at all. (laughs) He just tells Roger that if he was funny, he wouldn't have to laugh at his own jokes. But I'm laughing at his jokes, Doug. I'm laughing. (laughs) He's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's right. Uh, well, Roger does the classic internet troll line of that his 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 sense of humor is just too sophisticated. Uh, that if you don't think it's funny, it's just because you're not smart enough. He's right. Yeah, he's right. He's completely correct <laughs> about everything. Of course. Well. Uh, Patty is like, well, you gotta end it. You gotta tell us how the story ends. And Skeeter says that Doug gave him an idea. Let's do a Quail Man idea. <laughs> yep. The idea is to do exactly what Quail Man wanted and to trick the Weatherman and not use any of Silver Skeeter's powers. <laughs> Or really any input for Silver Skeeter at all. My idea is no. you shut up and do what I say, Worm. And... That's a good point, because even in... So they make this plan. They make this plan to tell the wacky weatherman that he's not funny. But even in-universe, it shows Quailman explaining the plan to Silver Skeeter and being like, don't fuck this up, dude. Don't laugh at anything he does, right? Like, it's Quailman doing everything in the way that he wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
Mm-hmm. Also, oh. I would like to establish at this point that uh, the Wacky Weatherman is in fact funny as he comments. An earthquake at the ice cream factory. The whole city will be one giant chocolate shake. That'll cream them. <laughs> Good. I laughed at that. Congratulations. Uh, you are a funny can't soul. Can't go a single episode without saying cream, huh? But, yeah, huh? <laughs> they say it every episode. It's their favorite <laughs> verb. Yeah, I was also thinking, like, since Wacky Weather Wizard is uh, is green, I think this is another contender for maybe this is Roger's dead. Entirely possible. Yeah. His skeleton is also green. This just Uh, came to mind. What the fuck does that'll cream him even mean? Uh, I think in this instance he's making a milkshake joke, but also I think it just means it'll screw knock him up. out. Okay. Knock him out. Yeah, yeah, that beats the thing that I was thinking. <laughs> cool. Moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> the um, so their their plan is to tell the wacky weather wizard that he's not funny. Uh, and the wacky weather wizard. So up until now, all of his jokes have been hurting other people right have been like making it sni- freeze and boil people and making a earthquake that'll kill a bunch of people lots of weather based humor yeah yeah he's get, guy's got a gig he sticks with it but then when they tell him that he's like hey how about this and he starts doing stuff to himself he uh he like throws a pie in his own face he makes a hailstorm inside of his blimp and then he shocks himself with lightning what if I hurt myself? That will produce humor, right? Right? It's like, it's kind of sad to me, Incredibly. right? That he's like, he's got all these like external jokes. And then it, the minute, the minute that someone tells him he's not funny, he starts self-deprecating to hell, right? You do realize yes. that this is a thing comic books have done repeatedly. And the retaliation is literally always use superpowers on superhero and say, I don't know, I thought that was funny as hell. (laughs) Right. The Joker is standing by with a gun, which he is going to hand to you and say, no, just pull the trigger. It's gonna be a (laughs) laugh riot. The other thing to note is that, like, what they do technically doesn't stop him because he still has all of his powers. Yes. They don't even, they just, like, his blimp gets... Like it's uh, deflated because of the electricity gag, and then he just falls off into the sunset. And they don't yeah. like save him or <laughs> take him to jail or you know <laughs> stop him from how whatever the source of his powers are. No, uh-huh. no. We made yeah, the villain the briefly away. feel sad and ruined his blimp, and then. He felt happy again because they laughed when his voice got high from the helium. The helium is leaking out of my blimp? No, that's funny! (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing! They're laughing! They got him. Well, I mean, maybe he died because he hit the earth after flying in a blimp. (laughs) But yeah, but like you guys say, like... Silver Skeeter's been right this whole time because if they had just blown up the blimp, if they just punctured the blimp, same result. Unless now that he's like finally made Quail Man and Skeeter laugh, now he's like satisfied and he won't do villainy anymore. Oh, then uh, I mean, like that wasn't his. He wants to make everybody laugh with weather with weather puns. So yeah. So I guess yeah, it didn't. He didn't do anything. So he'll be back next episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's how they finish it, uh, and then it cuts back to the comic, wherein Doug signs his and Skeeter's name on it. He doesn't. <laughs> it's not. He Doug writes Doug and Skeeter because <laughs> it shows just a left hand doing it. Yes. Skeeter doesn't even get to sign his own fucking name. No. This is this is Doug's rodeo. <laughs> It's bad. It's so mean. <laughs> yeah, Doug's a huge jerk off in this one. Yeah. Tremendously. And he says, So our comic turned out great. I guess sometimes when you work on something with a friend, you get so wrapped up in your own ideas that you forget what's good about their ideas. Oh, yeah, dude? Really? <laughs> <laughs> what's the idea oh, of yeah? Skeeters you incorporated, Doug? <laughs> I guess... 
Uh, when he said that, when he said that you forget what's good about their ideas, he didn't then say, and then remember what's good about their ideas. Maybe it's just that you forget what's good right. about their and ideas. And then that's, that's the point. That's the point. Push all those shitty ideas where action happens out, the, out to the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Not in my comic book. In my comic book, we read silently on panel. Uh-huh. Uh, pages in a row just Doug sitting in the library occasionally just the sound effect Russell in the background right 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 shit now I want to do this comic changes from reading the big boobs book to the Chad's (laughs) book (laughs) every once in a while you look out the window and you see Silver Skeeter is fighting some gigantic eldritch monstrosity and he's just still a reading Right, right, right. And there's like a parade for Silver Skeeter <laughs> in, the, in the street. <laughs> God. And then at the very end of the episode, they remind us that Quail Dog is also a thing, which gave me the idea what they, what they should have done is they, since there's Quail Dog as Quail Man sidekick, Silver Skeeter should have Silver Dale, and Silver Dale should just incinerate <laughs> yeah. Quail Man immediately. <laughs> yeah. So long, Dale. Big nose. <laughs> yeah, big nose. Yeah, he he does it like he touches Doug, he touches Quail Man on the nose, and Quail Man ex- <laughs> like his skin cracks starting from the nose, and then like he just explodes into molten lava, <laughs> and he goes ha ha blah ha ha, Golden Dale, there has to be balance, all <laughs> inevitable, snap. <laughs> You're not scroll back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just like eat him up and then like makes yeah. his jaw. His biggest crime man just swallows him whole. Yeah, yum, yum, yeah, eat yeah. him up. Yum, yum, eat him up. He swallows the whole earth. Just looks at Skil- <laughs> Silver Skeeter and says, I know what you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'll get the horse from your dog. <laughs> anyway, let's go hit up the RG. <laughs> we'll stop by the litter box first. <laughs> oh shit. I'm right. pregnant. <laughs> yes. Talk on problem. <laughs> Dale devouring his kittens. Oh, shit. That's why we never saw the kittens again from the cat episode. Dale ate them all. Dale going full on uh, Saturn devouring his sons on the whole routine. Oh, shit. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode, guys. In conclusion, superheroes are good, actually. Yeah, and I guess don't listen to your friend's idea and they'll eventually say fuck it and do what you say is the moral. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> oh, good. All right. <laughs> well, let's call this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Silver Surfer nutting sur- like molten silver. <laughs> Sam, now I got a jerk off. Thanks for that. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>